Hey, long time no talk. Hello. So to speak. I know. I know. We were on spring break. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like, uh, you know, there's a lot going on. And uh, I think we were both just like so heads down trying to watch all of the movies for the Oscars that it just it just couldn't be done. We are yeah. only two people. We are only two people. The delayed Oscar season, like, I don't know how I had more time to watch the movies, and yet somehow it just seemed like it was going on forever. <laughs> well, you also did, like, the the like the shortlist. You, didn't you start watching, like, the docs of the shortlist? You normally I do did. that. I don't even bother I with did. that. I'm like, not that there aren't, like, good uh, non-nominated docs out there. I just, like, do not have the time or the energy is I have the time I've watched so much below deck uh in the last couple of weeks but I just don't have the energy right and I think it just gets to the point where I become it becomes the time of the year where I'm like I'm done watching like these prestige movies and normally it's earlier than April um and I mean to be fair we just haven't had like a blockbuster in like a long time like yeah i mean we're gonna talk about the oscars obviously but there were two like musical ads in it for you know uh in the heights which i know you don't care about west side story which i guess i you probably don't care about i don't know your opinion on west (laughs) side story (laughs) not too much i mean i was just like desperate for like some shit like that i'm like i haven't watched a fucking in the heights in a year and a half (laughs) yeah i mean that was what i was gonna say too is like normally by now there would be or by you know february when we'd be prepping for the oscars like in the final stretch there would also be like trash movies at the movie theater that we could go see and it's like yeah it's not great but at least it's something Mm -hmm. uh and yeah we didn't have that this year so yeah or i mean i guess uh, i guess there was but it's all been kind of fucked up no it doesn't Um, feel the same like i mean because i'm like sitting here like what were our blockbusters like tenet like no sorry that doesn't count um and like wonder woman just wasn't that good <laughs> so like mm-hmm. that doesn't scratch the itch for me um i don't know i mean i was even looking at like the oscar nominated movies and even in like you know normally in like you know special effects or stuff like that where there'd be even some like freaking avengers or you know <laughs> mission impossible instead it's like the one and only ivan and pinocchio and i'm like Ugh. <laughs> Did you did you like Love and Monsters? I really I did like Love and Monsters, but I, I saw. It. I think I watched Love and Monsters before nominations came out, so I didn't get oh, to like okay. slide that in. I didn't get to break up my, you know, Romanian healthcare dramas with a little Dylan O'Brien joint. <laughs> yeah, I recommended it to Micah's best friend, and it was just like I know he likes movies. It just like mm-hmm. it felt like the kind of movie that he would like, and he was like. Dylan O'Brien and dogs? And I was like, oh, like I didn't, I didn't know, know he knew you were Dylan O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien stan. <laughs> yeah, apparently he's a big Maze Runner fan. Um, and Funny. so he's like really invested in the career of Dylan O'Brien. And I was just like, I literally just like know him as like, of Teen Wolf is cute and used to date uh, Britt Robertson for like eight years. <laughs> So, <laughs> have you not seen the but, Maze Runner movies? <laughs> uh, I have not. 
There's a lot of cuties in this. Um, I will say uh, me and my sister loved that book series when we were young. So, Yeah, oh, that's funny. the same with him, too. Um, but, yeah, I, I liked watching that one. I watched that one. I did, like, a Oscar push Friday afternoons. My friend Mike, who I was supposed to watch the Oscars with, and then his wife went into labor and, and had a had the baby, baby during the ceremony. <laughs> he hasn't even watched it yet. He was gonna watch it like today or soon. Um, you know, he's like, I guess I'm busy or something. I don't know. I'm not uh, a baby. But he's like, he's <laughs> busy with what? <laughs> he like doesn't know any like of the news of the Oscars. I guess Ooh. you know because the aforementioned busyness, right? Um, but. Shout out to Mike and his growing Shout family. Out. I was loving Baby. earlier in the day. He was like, he was like, we think she's having contractions, but you can come over and watch. We might just have to leave. And I'm like, yeah. You're having a baby. <laughs> like, I know. We don't have to well, prioritize like, the Oscars. <laughs> like two weeks ago almost, uh, we were watching. I went over there and watched Love and Monsters and Another Round. And, um, he was like, yeah, I mean, we can plan on watching it together, but, like, sh- my wife, like, might give birth between now and then, and then if there's a baby around, we'll watch it together. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that, like, kind of sounds correct. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess. But, yeah, then the morning of it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna have to maybe uh, postpone till next year. Um, but, yeah, so, so he had a baby, and I bet you'd like her name because it's uh, – it's the same name as one of your favorite directors-ish, maybe, uh, Greta. Oh, love the name. And I love Greta so, Gerwig, so beautiful. You have the t-shirt, right? Don't you have I the do Greta have the t-shirt. <laughs> you, can, yeah. you, can tell your, you can tell Mike I have a t-shirt with his, for his daughter, in honor of his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it, it definitely made the Oscar push uh, a bit easier for me like having a buddy to watch the movies with well he's also like a fantastic host too he like had a cocktail for every uh every movie but (laughs) see and i just had my sister texting me saying watch pinocchio because i told her i'm like you have to text me every 15 minutes until i finish pinocchio because i turned it on and then immediately turned it off and took a nap (laughs) it's like oscar (laughs) sunday like god damn it meg just watch the fucking movie (laughs) There were an inordinate amount of characters that wanted to seemingly fuck Pinocchio. Am I right? Everyone wanted to fuck Pinocchio. A lot of people also, gave off like a, I like want to fuck the puppet vibe. It's just like, oh my God, you are beautiful. Like you're stunning. Like mm, puppet. I'm like, stop. It's creepy and weird. I don't like any of it. I don't like the Pinocchio story. I don't like basically I think the only thing that like came out of Pinocchio that's even worth existing is when you wish upon a star. And even that personally, I'm not a Disney person. I could throw it out. Um, so Guillermo del Toro is making one seemingly just to challenge my opinions on Pinocchio, but like, I don't give a shit. So let's yeah, see how this cast. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, I, Guillermo I can agree. get a good cast. I just don't think I care. I would agree. I don't really give two shits about Pinocchio either. Uh, kind of like that era of Disney is not really for me. Um, mm-hmm. so it was just it was just a rough watch it was it was hard um, yeah but anything else um i mean it's been like a month and yeah and no no news no change <laughs> <laughs> have you bought the timothy chalamet uh 
Barbie doll? Oh, figure? no, I haven't. I, I think it's, it's an, an action, action figure. figure. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be smaller. Uh, action figures aren't a different scale than Barbie's. Like, Nora, come on. You sound embarrassing. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I'm trying to encourage Annabelle to get the Timothy Chalamet Barbie or action figure. God damn it. I just did it. <laughs> um, so what that, if there was a Barbie? If there was a Barbie, I'd probably get it. Um, but so that my Edward Cullen Barbie can be pen pals with her. <laughs> um, <laughs> Paul Atreides Barbie. <laughs> Action figure. Action figure. Exactly. <laughs> Funny. Nice. Anything else? Any other anything Any you want to bring up? No. I mean, like, straight up, I've just been, like, watching friggin' Oscar movies. I rewatched and, like, and comfort watching things. I rewatched Dairy Girls. Um, mm. I'm, I'm thinking about watching The Circle. Everyone I know is watching The Circle. There's a new season. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've i been, like, when we were in the Oscar push, I was, like, giving myself as a treat uh, below deck mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm, I'm on that I'm on that kick. Uh, and so that's been nice. Otherwise, Mike and I are watching, I think I've talked about it on here before, um, Big Sky. Yes, yes. There was a trailer it's for so Big Sky bad. during the Oscars. And um, either the Micah who was here, not your Micah, and Bryce were like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, I think Noriega watches Big Sky. <laughs> we, start, we started watching it because we saw tra- commercials for it. And Micah was like, oh, I want to watch that. And I was like, a network drama starring Ryan Felipe? Okay. And then he was like, because it's about Montana. And I was like, okay. And so we started watching it. And uh, Ryan Felipe dies in the first episode. Like, spoilers that he dies because I like in the I kept thinking it was a Ryan Felipe project because I think I kept saying like in the trailers for season one or like early on he's like jogging through the woods yes uh I don't think he actually jogs but he's the I mean he's 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 like the the impetus for like kind of him or I don't, we don't really need to get into it, but basically he was in another ABC true crime drama that I watched years ago when I still lived in North Carolina called Secrets and Lies, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, this must be similar. And then Ryan Felipe dies in the first episode. All of the actors are like obnoxiously Canadian with their accents um, to the point where you're like, they're not from Montana. And then I think we probably talked about it because they bring up, at least in the first like see, first part of the season, they brought up COVID a lot, but it was like, didn't really make sense because they'd be like, oh yeah, COVID. And they'd be like sitting in restaurants, like no one wearing masks. And it was just like, I thought that was how they were keeping it timely. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the like end of the, or like, there are a couple different cliffhangers to the point where I was like, is this show coming back? Because it was like, it stopped for Christmas, which is normal. Then it came back in January, had like two episodes seemingly wrapped up like the storyline. And then it was off for like a couple weeks. And then now it's back and they've like pivoted again. So I think they're just like trying to make it like continuously change so you don't forget that like all of the main stars from earlier in this season wherever in the show um mm-hmm. but that is Weird. to say that we started watching the newest p- 
portion of the first season. Um, and the whole time we're just like, God, the show is so bad. It's so bad. It's so poorly written. It's so poorly acted. Like, it's like, it's suspenseful in the, like, it's not the writing. It's the actors who are bad. Um, it is a suspenseful story, but mm-hmm. yeah. You're just in now, though, you know? Like, that's how it works. Well, that's a, that's the thing. And, like, we were watching it the other night. Micah was, like, screaming at the TV of, like, how dumb it is. And I'm like, are we continuing this or not? Like, are we going to are we gonna <laughs> stay on this? Um, and that is to say that we also started watching Malcolm in the Middle as a okay. throwback. As a filler. Watch. Yeah. But, yeah. Nice. So, you know, well, we're it's very exciting over here in this household. Yeah. Well, I have like a lot of like really big stuff going on and just like my life has been totally <laughs> crazy, but you know, we were probably have enough to talk about the Oscars. So, let's just skip over all the exciting <laughs> stuff going on with me and go right into You don't want to talk about Big Sky more? Um, do you want me to no. give away more more secrets about Big Sky? Uh, Big Sky? No. Although I won't watch it, so feel free to spoil anything. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, they like, Ryan Felipe was like the tent pole of like the marketing campaign. Yeah. And then he like He's literally dies the first episode. He was in like four total, I and think. And you got to be like, like I think you can sequences. afford Ryan Felipe in 2021. I know, exactly. What the fuck else is he doing? <laughs> uh, okay. All right. You want to do it? Let's do it. I, will I pulled you... it up in order so I can drive. Um, okay. Uh, but I think just like to set the scene, um, the Oscars this year produced by Steven Soderbergh, um, partially in person. They had some satellite locations in uh, other areas of the world, um, but no one was like zooming in. Uh, notably. Notably. And um, what a weird, what a weird show we were treated to. Yeah, <laughs> starting and they chose with chaos. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> starting with all the um, nominees for best song normally perform during the show, and they performed before the show. So yeah, I didn't even catch it because I was watching. Um, I was e. watching E's red carpet. Yeah, I wouldn't have known if Bryce didn't tell me. He's like, we have to switch to ABC because. They have the official, and it has, like, the song performances. I was like, okay, awesome. Um, I flipped to ABC, and then I was like, why Why are they having someone sing? Like, I don't want to watch this. I want to <laughs> see pretty people walk on a red carpet. I want to see the red and, carpet. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I missed that portion. So, yeah. That said, um, they didn't cut any time by yeah. removing that portion. Mm-mm. Well, they didn't play anyone off. That's another. That was another choice. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's weird. I will have to end with like overall ceremony thoughts, um, but we can just start running through. So, but right off the bat, um, they threw us for a loop because uh, obviously we all know that normally the first uh, nomination uh, or the first award is supporting actress and actor, and they just jumped right into original screenplay. And I was like, almost immediately stressed <laughs> like as well, like we didn't even we we didn't even touch on like the two minutes of just regina king grabbing her oscar i was, and just I was fine with her that. fucking stuff i was fine with oh my that. god i love that <laughs> that I was, was like, hell that was yeah that was like the hell only yeah. time Ten where i felt minutes. like i was in good hands <laughs> <laughs> i know i was really excited 
Um, yeah. She, I think she had a but, great intro. And I think, I mean, we're going to talk about it later, but I think like that whole section was very much an argument for a host for me because we're on year whatever of no Oscar host. And I think there are like, I like to have there be a host because I feel like there's someone in charge and there's someone to kind of like react to whatever's happening. And we're going to talk about how this ends. And I feel like even if there had just been a freaking Jimmy Kimmel to try to do a light smoothing over, like we did with Moonlight and La La Land, then at least we're not sitting here and I feel like everyone's just flailing. Like I'm like, someone needs to be in charge. <laughs> yeah. My only problem and now I'm kind of jumping ahead is that, I thought that it was really awkward to have like these actors come up and the well that oh, we'll we'll talk about it with the format. But anyway, anyway. so the first one was screenplay. <laughs> screenplay. So um winner, Emerald Fennell, promising young woman. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That was exciting. We liked. I was She's very pregnant. happy by that. She in was her, pregnant. Um, or she is pregnant. She- she kept talking about, she kept calling her pregnancy her next project. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah. So. Yeah, she was wearing Gucci, uh, I, I, I think, think, which was very fun. That makes sense. It looks, it looked gucci Um, But I think we were both kind of excited about that. I know Promising Young Woman has turned out to be extremely controversial, which has been kind of funny online. But, um, you know, I, I was like, I this one, I was, I, I immediately got nervous because I'm like, Oh my gosh, if we're doing screenplays right up front, like if Sorkin had won this, I feel like I would have been like, my stomach would have plummeted. You turned it off. What does this mean for everything? You would have, like, yeah, I think you would have had a real issue and been like, oh God, this is indicative. Um, Yeah. But he didn't win, but he made his couple debut. Oh my God. Here's Aaron Sorkin dating corner. With uh, okay. Paulina Forskova for all of the America's Next Top Model fans. Listen, okay. Nor, next. <laughs> I'm happy that you had this moment. Next, adapted screenplay. Um, Christopher Hampton, Florian Zeller, the father. So this is when I was, I was like, oh, interesting, because I, I did call this. I got, I think I was like, like the first nine nominations. I just completely stone cold called and was feeling really good for like the whole section of this but i i when this came i was like oh i i didn't know if like there was going to kind of be this like nomadland sweep i didn't know what this meant i didn't know what that meant for the father moving forward but you know i think we both enjoy the father there's going to be a lot of father yeah. talk down the line so i don't want to <laughs> get to that ahead was of my vote for screenplay for this category so I was excited yeah. for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, international feature went to another round, which I don't think was shocking because it Not was the surprise. only one to get a, a nomination outside of the international screenplay. And director uh, at that. Thomas Vinterberg got that Cold War Paolo Pawlowski nom. Um... Supporting actor, uh, so now we're now we're back to supporting actor uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Exciting. I mean, yeah. this was the first time that I was like, okay, I'm hyped for the night because number one, love him. We stand. He should have won it for that one scene in Widows. I've said it a million times. He does 100%. not miss. Like I, it's 
I just, it very much seems like the type of person who could kind of get caught in like a whirlpool of like always giving good, uh, not or good performances and like not getting recognized. And I just love that, like, relatively early on in his career, uh, he's got that Oscar. And I mean, what a wild card of a speech! <laughs> oh my god, I loved it. And I, I mean, it's it's become such an internet sensation. But when he, you could tell he was just like so excited that you yeah. probably just like didn't even know what he was yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, I mean, my mom and dad, they had sex. <laughs> and, and I'm here. Like cuts to his sister and she's just like covering her face like, oh my God. And then her mom's like, what did he just, or his mom's just like, what did he just say? Yeah, that was Everyone perfect. Everyone on Twitter was like, you better be like, Take the long way home because you're about to get smacked when you get yeah. back home. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, he had quite the night. He went out with Drake and Adele and looked like all of his friends. And afterwards. so I had a friend, and he was ready I have to a party. friend in LA who works uh who works in LA and who called me in the middle of the ceremony and I was kinda like what is this? But I had to pick up because, you know, you can't call me during the middle of the Oscars. Uh, you you know that it's an emergency. And she's like, Megan, I just got called in to work Daniel Kaluuya's Oscar after party. And I'm like, I need the details immediately, but she hasn't called me yet. So I will keep you updated on that. <laughs> yes, please. We'll have an emergency episode. Tell us what he likes to drink. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. But yeah, so I was just uh, thrilled. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like looking at that, looking at the other options, like I would have been happy with Paul Racy. Um, I mean, we love Lakeith, but personally, I think Daniel gave a better performance. So I was just, mm-hmm. I just think that was, that was nice. What a win. Mm-hmm. Um, the next up were makeup and hairstyling and costume design. Both went to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which uh, I think makes sense. That is a very um, kind of look heavy movie um and you know era specific and uh just like a lot of like exciting colors and stuff going on there so that was nice Mm -hmm. i this is the one like i wish maybe emma had gotten in for costume design just because we love emma but yeah but i mean i didn't think pinocchio um i mean i liked amanda seifert's outfits and mank but overall i'm i'm happy with this yeah, I think I would have been fine with costume design for Emma and then makeup and hairstyling for Mank, just mm-hmm. specifically because Amanda Seyfried was stunning in every yeah. scene of that movie. I mean, her eyes just, she already has big eyes to begin with, yeah. but they just popped so much on screen. Um, and her lips, too. Yeah. She's just, wow. She's got a real face. I watched, I watched that movie and I was just like, so just like, captivated by her she's so pretty yeah um yeah but anywho yeah i think this was the time where i was like oh this is interesting like to have that like back-to-back ma rainey i was like what's this mean like because ma rainey Mm -hmm. wasn't nominated for best picture so i'm like i just don't understand how this is gonna go and that that was the theme of the night um speaking of (laughs) then we got an early best director like this is uh-huh. way earlier than we normally find best director, but um, it was as everyone anticipated. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Mm-hmm. I think, and she gave a good speech. Great speech. I I also like. I I could never pull that outfit off, but I just like she wore sneakers. Absolute respect. Like with that dress with the sneakers. Like I'm like 
she knows she knows who she is. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. She's walking in there being the favorite. Right. After collecting award after award after award. I mean, right. she knows what's up. She knows what's up. She's had some confidence. She doesn't need to wear gold. Uh, <laughs> she didn't need to manifest anything. Um, no. We'll have to talk about fashion later, too. Um, next, we got best sound. Sound of metal. I mean, how could it not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, up against Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, and Soul. I mean, maybe, maybe Mank, but I feel like it had to go sound of metal. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay. Um, best live action short, um, Two Distant Strangers. So now this is the first time we get to talk about the shorts because we've watched all the shorts and we haven't discussed the shorts. Um, mm-hmm. I liked that one. That I was one of my favorites. I okay, but it was kind of like, I don't know. It was hard to watch. Uh, it was punishing, but he's very charming. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think like this Which one? subject matter is like difficult because like, f- so for me, I was hoping love song for Latasha would win. And I think that had like kind of a more interesting, uh, that was the documentary short that didn't win though. But I mean, oh. I don't know who I would have wanted to win. Yeah, um, I wasn't really passionate for a live about action short. I was thinking uh, the letter room would win just because of that Oscar Isaac. Yeah, push. yeah, That's which fair. I also liked, but also that one was uh, was more of a easy watch than some of yeah. the others as far as the like subject matter is concerned. Yeah, I mean, I love that we're like, yeah, this one was like a little more low key. It's just like death row inmates. Um, yeah, writing letters. <laughs> That's yeah. honestly like that's what how Oscar Shorts Week makes me feel. <laughs> I'm just uh-huh. like oh, I would love just a light murder documentary. <laughs> yep, pretty um, much, pretty much. Yeah. So speaking of that, uh, best animated short. If anything happens, I love you. Um, I mean, that's also it was a very hard to watch, uh, like school shooting subject matter. I watched that one with Mike because he was like, it's so good and it's only like nine minutes long. We can just watch it really quickly. And I was sobbing like on his couch. It was so upsetting, (laughs) Um, but it was so good. And I kind of figured that that was the favorite to win in that category. Um, Next, we have best animated feature, which went to Seoul. And this is where my streak ended because... Um, I, I, I wanted, I was uh, manifesting for wolf walkers. <laughs> oh yeah. You, I mean, you weren't alone with that, but I, I just, I figured that Pixar and, had the win. And you there. were right. Um, and yeah. I was wrong. So that's okay. I'm fine. Um, but this also gives me the opportunity. You were saving wolf walkers. Um, what'd you think? So when I was afraid <laughs> what happened happened, we and since it was it. like, no, I was so tired. I was just like really exhausted watching it. And I was just like, oh my God, I just want it to be over with. And so I really wasn't paying it the amount of attem- attention that it deserves. So yeah. I, I think that was me with better days. Um, we'll mm, get there. That was but, my second to last one. Yeah, you were you were telling me that Better Days made you cry, and I was like, I was watching Better Days at like 1.30 a.m. Like, let's just get <laughs> through it. 
I really actually recommended better days to someone today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is this is part of it. But anyway, uh, best documentary short, Colette. I didn't see that coming. Which one did you think was going to win? A oh, love mean, song for Latasha. Lo- love song for Latasha is what I wanted. I mean, Hunger Ward is punishing. Oh, the thing about Colette, I didn't think Colette was like. I think it's an interesting subject matter, but I didn't think it was like like revolutionarily done. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Uh, I, Colette was probably my favorite of the bunch. Mm. Again, when I watched it, I remember thinking this it just seems like a PBS like, special. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watched it on like BBC.com or something, so it did give off like yeah. PBS special kind of vibes. Yeah, and it was with the Guardian. <laughs> I watched it on like the Guardian's website, but yeah, yeah, uh, the documentaries. <laughs> the, what a weird documentary year. Uh, we'll move right on to the best documentary feature, My Octopus Teacher. <laughs> This is just again. Well, people wanted some people wanted to fuck Pinocchio. I was like so uncomfortable watching this. This guy was in a relationship with this octopus, and like I can't like I like literally like until seventy five percent of the way through the movie, he's like also this is my family, and sometimes I introduce them to the octopus, but mostly every day I go and hang out with the octopus alone. I'm like, is this a midlife crisis? (laughs) Like, what's happening? Like. You're just wasting the poor octopus's time. They have a finite amount of time on Earth. And he's just over there with his, like, fucking camera, like, trying to, like, hold hands with it. I was just like, God damn it. Whatever. (laughs) I was just like, what? Like, I thought that the whole thing was going to be, like, new things that we learn about how smart and octopuses and like really it's just like about this like sad guy who has a seemingly pathetic existence because he like his only friend is the octopus and his son right and i don't understand how this is like <laughs> like speaking to any sort of truth like the moral of this is like if a man can be friends with an octopus anything can happen i'm like what is what <laughs> who cares I like i mean own? i'm not saying this movie shouldn't exist but i'm like best documentary bullshit come on especially what it's up against <laughs> yeah like collective. i'm like i was just gonna say collective time like come on Crip camp the mole agent like literally I had, anything like, else <laughs> I had a special fondness for the mole agent. Oh my um, gosh, he, what a lady! Because I thought he was so cute. <laughs> he reminded me a bit of my dad, and so oh I gosh. just like thought he was he was. Adorable. I just like my um, octopus. And I teacher. thought, <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, kind of what we were saying earlier is like the all Oscar movies are such bummers that like the mole agent is that they have this old man infiltrate the nursing home to like find out what's wrong with one of the patients and it's like it's like humorous i think it's a funny watch but then it's like at the end of the day it's like oh she's sad because no one in her family like seems to care about her and wants to come see her yeah and it's like oh hmm, still a bummer but like this is probably one of the most light-hearted movies Right. Definitely. Well, it's also like not something that I would like. I mean, it's not something I'd think about. Like they're like, we're going to put this old man in as like a sleeper agent. I love him. And he has to like teach him how to FaceTime. And like, uh, I mean, it's just, it's funny. And my octopus teacher, like, it's just so lame (laughs) to me. I hate it. 
Okay. Uh, I mean, it, it, it was one of those things where it's like, it's fine when you watch it, but then when it wins, you're like aggravated. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I hate it with the passion of a thousand suns. <laughs> um, it was just... Also, I've discovered in the past like year or so that I think I have a level of tryptophobia mm. is what it's called, where mm-hmm. it's like the circles. So like watching the octopus kind of like always was had me on edge mm-hmm. um oh god and when it would like la- like like extend its arm out to like hold hands with the man mm-hmm. and then it was like having to like pull the suction cups off oh my god it ugh, freaks me out okay moving on <laughs> yeah i i understand where you're coming from i just i just think it was lame <laughs> um best Agreed. visual effects uh tenet so it's the yes. one tenet win um mainly because i mean this is not a super strong field one and only ivan mulan midnight sky love and monsters what if it was love and monsters i mean fun. i love love and monsters but it just doesn't seem like something like a pretentious oscar no. crowd would go for i was no. surprised it was not movies that were not good the Midnight Sky was so boring and just like so dumb. Like Micah watched that Complete with me. Complete snooze fest. I, like, <laughs> I tried to like cherry pick ones that I'm like, you would do you want to watch a movie with me? So I wasn't just watching by myself. And he watched The Midnight Sky with me. He watched Greyhound with me, which we both actually like enjoyed more than I thought I personally would. Um, yeah. He picked Time as the movie, the documentary we would <laughs> watch because I was like. We can watch any of them. Which one do you want to watch? And he was like, watch? this one's the shortest. And you're like, all right. <laughs> Don't you want to spend time with me? And he was like, this one's, <laughs> this one's in English. Because uh, yeah. so, he was multitasking during that one. Yeah. Anywho. Um, Micah. Next. What a problem. Um, next. Supporting actress, Yoon Yun Jung from Minari. Yes. And, okay. I mean, the best. Immediately shitting on Brad Pitt. Um, like, do you think she was like giving him shade, being like, Where were you while we were filming? Because he produced it. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I'm obsessed. I love that she was calling him Mr. Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt just over in the corner smiling. He's like, like, It's great to meet you. you Uh, where were you when we were in Oklahoma? Like, yes, (laughs) he's from Oklahoma too. If it, if I remember correctly, isn't he? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I just thought it was really funny. Um, it made me happy. Yeah, no, her speech was hilarious. I love when she was like, all season long, everyone's been pronouncing my name incorrectly. And, and I forgive and you. She was, <laughs> and then when she was going over like all of the other uh, nominees, like mm-hmm. along with her, and then she was like, I don't know, maybe I'm just, maybe it's Locker. I don't know what it is. It yeah. was just, yeah, it yeah. was so funny. And yes, Brad Pitt is from Oklahoma. Um, I think I loved her speech. I thought it was excellent. I mean, it it is funny every time someone beats Glenn Close and goes like, I can't believe I beat Glenn Close. (laughs) Oh, I know. And Glenn Close is just like, smile, keep smiling. Like, the camera's on you. The camera's on you. Mama. Um, Like, I mean, I was watching with a Glenn Close stand, and I'm like, I will not allow this to happen in my house. How dare uh, you suggest Glenn Close should win this award? (laughs) Uh, I saw some pictures, uh, and now I'm gonna. Ha- I, I'm I'm worried about mispronouncing her name. Okay. 
Well, she forgave well, everyone. So just, I think, take a stab. Will you say it again? Okay. Young Yajung. <laughs> <laughs> I saw pictures of her and Frances McDormand backstage. Mm-hmm. And people were like, where's that like buddy comedy? And I was like, yes, yes and- we'd love to see it. And we'll with Daniel Kaluuya, like I love, I just like what a little, little little trio, and I mean, spoiler alert on the Francis McDormand, like we're just gonna have to yeah, talk you're about right, that. we hadn't <laughs> even gotten there, but yeah. yeah, I was I was excited about that one, and she became, oh boy, I should have looked it up. This is why we have to have Bryce on in like but sixty-two she was like years, the, like the first yeah, since the American fifties, yes, like mm-hmm. literally ages. <laughs> Yeah, um, and, which is incredible. You know, very deserved. She she was who we were rooting for, so that's exciting. Even Cher endorsed it. Did you see that tweet where Cher was like, no. I liked the grandma in Minari or something? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Thanks, I Cher. Like Cher, our <laughs> finest film critic. <laughs> find the tweet. Oh, Move funny. over, Ben Hosley. <laughs> um you can keep going while I look for it. Oh, okay. also, Grandma in Minari returns <laughs> the next line down. Was amazing. Heart. All yeah. caps. Or n- not all caps. The first letter of every word except for in was capitalized. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So, Thanks, Cher. That's how it was Thanks for stylized. your opinion. We got a share exclusive for the pod. Um, yeah she she texted me (laughs) okay next production design mank and this is where mank kind of starts picking up some yeah i mean not like then it picks up cinematography right after this which i didn't expect no i thought it would be nomadland for cinematography i also thought Um, nomadland but yeah mank won a lot of the uh technical awards yeah Whereas, and i had just kind of like written is, off mank like i kind of I, I think in my ballot I, I did not expect mank winning a lot of stuff because i don't know mank just like didn't really hit in the same way a lot of other stuff did yeah but it, it seems like they were not were not shy shied away from mank it won oh it did, it did, did okay sorry to backtrack but Please. the um Mia Neal and Jamika Wilson from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom makeup and hairstyling team. They're the yes. first black stylist in Oscar history to win for best makeup and hairstyling. That's crazy. Congrats. So that's interesting. Um, yeah. What's up next? Film editing, which went to Sound of Metal, which I, I love that. <laughs> I would say, were you surprised by that? I didn't know. I had no idea what was going to win here. I I thought it could be The Father in Nomadland, maybe. But I, I didn't think, I didn't have anything in my head that I was like, oh, this is definitely X. So, I don't know. I mm-hmm. thought it was nice. I mean, at this point in the night, it's been like, the wealth has been very much spread around. So, we know that oh, I'm yeah. in a relatively happy place because that's what I like to see. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, next best original score, uh, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Batiste for Soul. So this was exciting because <laughs> Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross were also nominated for Mank. So when they were announcing it, they were like, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, 
and John Batiste. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, because you're like, oh, wait, which is it? <laughs> and uh, I thought Mike it was nice. Mike and I were joking about that, about how he was probably like on the edge of his seat. Like, and am I included? Me yeah. too, me too. <laughs> and I, I I, thought it was really nice. They let him speak because, I, I assume because Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross have an Oscar and John Batiste doesn't. So, um, Yeah, they also seem like the kind of guys who would do like the Joe Pesci, like it's an honor, thanks, and yeah. just like dip out. Yeah, yeah. So I also agree that it was nice that it was, I mean, like, what a power move to be like, we've done it before. Yeah. Like, we've, we've already been out there. I mean, they're, they're showing up. You can do like, it, kiddo. <laughs> they're showing up with, you know, two-fifths of a chance to win, basically. <laughs> so they're in a pretty good place. <laughs> yeah. I saw Stephen Colbert tweeted out for John Baptiste because he does the music of Stephen Colbert's yes, show. Yes, I thought that, that was really sweet. He and does. You know, everything we know about Stephen Colbert is that he's like the nicest guy. Yeah. So I'm sure they have he good was banter. Really, really, really on the exciting. Show. Mm, so I never watch, but oh yeah, it's it's cute. Um, then best Worth original kiss. song, "Fight for You" by her from Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, so I was now, kind of surprised by that. I was surprised by this too because I feel like it's been very like Diane Warren heavy in the pre. In the pre-seas. Um, and then I showed Micah all of her nominations, and he was like, she did that song, <laughs> and that song, and that song. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is exciting. Her is now halfway to an EGOT. She, yeah. Like, she's on the move. And I thought she had a good speech, too, so I thought that was fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I was, like, really convinced that uh, Leslie Odom Jr. would win it. I, I kind of was, now. too. I think... Because I just thought, like, I think the Oscars were still horny for Hamilton. <laughs> well, I also just kind of, like, watching all of those movies, that's the one that stuck with me the most. Mm-hmm. So I, like, just kind of saw it as, like, the most, like, commercial. Yeah. Um. So I, I thought that that yeah. one would win. I mean, Judas and, and the Black Messiah ended up doing relatively well. I mean, One Night in Miami mm-hmm. didn't get anything, I don't think. No. Yeah. So now it's time to talk about Regina King strutting her stuff through (laughs) the uh, intro. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my gosh. That was so cool. Yeah, I really liked that. Yeah, it was great. Um, So now it's time to talk about, uh, you know, it's been it's been a level of chaos. And at this point in the night, um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) now I'm like totally blanking on who even who even did it because I was just like in total shock. was it Harrison Ford? Uh, yeah, enters enters the stage with an envelope that says "Best no, Picture." No, he did editing. Ed- okay, no, he did I can't remember who editing. did Best Picture because he was like these notes, and you're like Harrison Ford. This is like the worst <laughs> acting I've ever seen in my life. Like, sir, just like smoke smoke another blunt or something. I don't know. I like saw a lot of tweets about like Harrison Ford was smoking a blunt with a uh, the octopus backstage, and I was like, the octopus dies. Oh my gosh. The octopus. <laughs> the octopus. <laughs> I don't know if you watched. The octopus is dead. Um, who did announce? I'm totally that? spacing. Which is Stephen embarrassing. Stephen Yoon was a little bit earlier. It wasn't him. No. Because one of the things that they kind of did that was fun is they had, 
the actors or the people from the movies like tangentially mm-hmm. presenting the awards, which was kind of an interesting yeah. uh, turn of events. Was it Angela Bassett? Yes, it was Angela Bassett. Um, I was just like, as I was talking, yeah, like, I was like, we, I knew she yeah. also looked fabulous. Oh my gosh, always looks incredible. But anyway, so um, we at audience at my apartment are going. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Best picture? Uh, so everyone's freaking out. Um, I'm in group texts of people being like, did I miss actor and actress? Like, there's still, like, plenty of time left. Are they wrapping up this early? Yeah, like, I was I was just so stressed and confused. And then, you know, yeah. you, you get on Twitter because you have to figure out what's going on. And people are like, oh, it seems like they want to end with actor, assuming that Chadwick Boseman will get it. And I'm like... Well, Steven, this is a big gamble. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, number one, there's a way things are done. And uh, best picture is presented last. Um, but uh, it. Wait, was it Angela Bassett? She did the In Memoriam. Oh, she did, did the she In both? Memoriam. God damn it. This is going to kill me. Not Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. I hate No, it this. wasn't Brad Pitt. I'm looking it up. Okay. But I'm trying to find it very quickly. Anyway, it went to Nomadland. Yes. So that wasn't entirely surprising for me. Nomadland had been doing well. Um, you know, it was definitely a favorite. I was still on that uh, Minari. Um, oh, you thought Minari was going to win? I didn't think picture? it was going to win. That's what I wanted. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, well, I know. I didn't think. Um, okay, sorry. I'm like. No, I'm sitting here too. I'm like, it wasn't so Halle Berry. <laughs> no, her haircut looked terrible, though. Um, Rita Moreno? I don't think so. Maybe. I was just clearly not focusing on the yeah. presenter and clearly only focusing on the fact that we were jumping ahead. She was the presenter. Okay, yeah. Cool. So I was like, is that Jane Fonda? <laughs> no, that was last time. <laughs> that was last year. Because of um, the West Side. Because she talked about, like, West Side Story. That makes sense. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, okay. so Nomadland. Um, a good speech, but not the end of the night. And rolled no. right into Best Actress, which was Frances McDormand, which was a surprise to me. I know that she was a favorite, well, wait. but I just didn't think it would happen. When Nomad Nomadland won, mm-hmm. they went up on stage, and then they said, "Turn it over to you, Fern, or whatever." She said, "My name is Fran, not Fern." Right. She said a couple things, and then she howled. Yes. So and I, I was just like, I, I have figured out why she howled. <laughs> so oh, one of because she's part of a wolf pack. No, one of know. the like sound editors or someone who was who worked sound on the movie. Passed away recently, and his name was Wolf. And so this was like a inside thing that they all did. So oh. that was the purpose, is what I'm. Hearing. I saw a tweet. I saw a funny tweet about how like, and then Frances McDormand put her Oscar in her bowling bag and went <laughs> home. And I was just like, she would have a bowling yeah, bag, of though. Of course she would. She's married to a Cohen. <laughs> Who we kn- I never can remember. I was it's just Joel. looking it up. It's definitely Cohen Joel. Brother. 
I said that so confidently. I don't know. She's married to Joel. Yes. <laughs> Since 1984. Beautiful. Um, okay. But then, so uh, then her her best actress speech was pretty brief because uh, she was just up there for Nomadland, I guess. She was like, go to the movies, see movies in movie theaters. And I was like, oh, this is like the first time that anyone's touched on that. Like. Yeah. Watch movies in movie theaters, yeah. Um, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, but that was it. More and of we'll, a we'll talk about it vocal. more. But I think like the whole ceremony just felt like very intimate. Um, like mm-hmm. not really about like oh the spectacle of the movies. More like about Laura Dern looking people de- dead in the eye and praising I them. I hated that part. <laughs> I really hated that part. It sounded. It felt so insincere. No, I I like clips. I want to see. I want to think yes. about all my favorite movies. I want to see montages, baby. Clips, <laughs> of my clips, I mean, the stars are blind part of Can Promising Young Woman, not the spit the, in the cup. The fact Only, that like, they played the cup spit as the clip for Promising Young Woman. I wanted to scream. Like, obviously, I'm pro that scene, <laughs> but like, that is not indicative of the movie. <laughs> No, they honestly, realistically, they should have done the Connie Britton, Carrie Mulligan scene. That would have been good. That would have been classic. Because that's at least, like, what the movie's fucking about. I not like, uh, oh, she's a shrew who spits in cups. I just, like, I couldn't I mean, believe. we get to hear Carrie Mulligan say spat. Which is like, <laughs> you had a nice for me to hear. <laughs> yeah, I like how she says spat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it anyway. was just weird. And I was like, Bo Burnham's not even here. <laughs> Why are we up his asshole? I think that's another part of like how it feels more intimate is that it was like just the nominees and the directors, so it did yeah. feel like less like glitzy. I than did read that like years. in the front, like all the people that you could see, like I mean, Carrie Mulligan was like had that corner locked down the whole side or the whole time. But in the back, like the second tier or third tier those were like every few awards they would rotate people through so that if there's anyone in LA during their um like announcement they could come to the front so it's like a small room but they were rotating people into the back if you weren't like a-list gotcha the Oscars baby well so the Oscars but anyway so Frances McDormand won also also worth mentioning uh I don't know why they did this, but um, they had uh, uh, Renee announce Francis, and they had Joaquin announce Best Actor. Why would you do that? Yes. <laughs> I was also, like, texting. I was like, this is not how they do no. it any other fucking year. What's going on I, here? Like, literally, um, I was just getting, like, <laughs> just getting whiplash <laughs> from all these decisions. Like, just because you can change things, like, you, you don't have to. Exactly. Um <laughs> Joaquin looks good and though. Like, also, Renee looks good too. They both looked good, but I'm like, I feel like famously, Joaquin is like not someone who's like super big into award ceremonies, and now he's closing this. And more than that, he's accepting on behalf of Anthony Hopkins, who wins and is not there because he's 83 years old he's and asleep in Wales. <laughs> Because apparently him and his agents were, like, pleading with the Oscars to be, like, can we please, like, Zoom or, like, 
send a video and they're like oh you don't want to go to london during the pandemic being 84 years old well sucks to suck i guess we'll just cut to this picture of you and then like at leave everyone confused and also at like 4 a.m their time (laughs) yeah it's it's such a bummer for him because he really does i mean we will follow him on twitter and he seems like the sweetest old man right. and he's always just like hanging out with his cats and playing right. piano and posting goofy videos right. and he's and going really to take think- the brunt of he's going to take some of this heat when it shouldn't be on him at all um yeah there is like well, I was gonna there say- should people should be having conversations in oscar headquarters because what the fuck was this but <laughs> Well, I was going to say, I feel like, I mean, I think that his acceptance video the next day was very sweet, but I feel like he would have had like a very sweet and respectful, like, I feel like he would have seen him like genuinely shocked and overwhelmed. And I think he would have like have put together like a really heartfelt speech that would have maybe been more pleasing to people who thought that Chadwick Boseman was for sure going to win or maybe more deserving i don't know if i think he's more deserving because i really loved anthony hopkins in the father um i mean at but the i end mean of the i day, like my issue is like the oscars took this gamble just assuming like but they, that it's something they can't control like they're like like i mean i definitely thought chadwick boseman was gonna win but th- the point of this system is that anything can happen so like we can't take that risk. Put Nomad Land on the end. Put Best Picture where it belongs. And that's the the end note that we'll all be left on. You guys are thinking, oh, like, you know, if if it is Chadwick Boseman, I'm sure they had a whole thing planned. But if you wanted to guarantee that Chadwick Boseman gets recognized, then you need to guarantee that there's going to be like a recognition. Like, you know, put together a Lifetime Achievement Award or a scholarship or something and announce that if that's how you want to end the ceremony. But you can't take a risk like this. Look how it paid off. Yeah. Well, it, it felt very, like, clickbaity. Yes. Like, it was like, end for the finale. Yeah. And I mean, it was like... It is, then it didn't <laughs> The most didn't shocking, that way. like, <laughs> under underwhelming thing. Because, like, I mean, I, like, slapped Bryce. I was, like, I was, we were standing in the kitchen, like, kind of wrapping up. And I and they announced Anthony Hopkins. And I was like, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> I screamed. Yeah. I literally screamed, what? And then... At, at, the, at the TV. Because I had already, like, filled out, like, I have my... Sp- my Oscar spreadsheet mm-hmm. and I had already I was updating it along with the show and I'd already like was I told Mike I was like well I might as well just go home update this line mm-hmm. and did Chadwick Boseman and then when Anthony Hopkins won I like I I was stunned yeah I was absolutely stunned and then it was like uh he's uh not here he's in L- Wales so okay good night everyone and then it was just like the credits started yeah. coming up and I was just like what's happening no it happened so quickly and I'm like Joaquin we're okay with you but I just wish I wasn't being reminded of Joker right now and like what what <laughs> I just I don't know no it was bad I think bad I don't agree um with the way it went down and yeah i mean we can mm-hmm. talk more about like the show altogether now but we kind of touched on it like i just want a little more pop and circumstance like i know 
I know people get annoyed when people get played off and there's just not enough time to do everything because there's 23 awards to announce. And But I want to see a montage. I want to hear about the magic of the movies. Mm-hmm. I don't need, you know, <laughs> people like this seemed very much like for them, not for us, you know, and I'm like, make mm-hmm. it for me. Yeah, I, it just all seemed like so insincere to me, all of those like, and Amanda Seyfried found love watching right. Leonardo DiCaprio's Romeo and Juliet. Show me a clip of Leonardo like, DiCaprio's Romeo and Juliet. We get it, Juliet. she's younger. <laughs> yeah. Like, she thought young Leo was hot too. We like, all did. <laughs> I'm not like, ugh. yeah, I just like thought it was, I don't know, it like, it felt weird to me, and I was just like, Reese Witherspoon, what the fuck are you doing here? Right. And like, you're not charming basic right ass now. dress. Um, <laughs> sorry. Laura Dern, her dress was so ugly. Oh, yeah, we didn't like that like, either. Like, literally, the one thing that I liked uh, from this, like, format was the Glenn Close number, where she... yeah. She started dancing, but then that was all yeah. scripted, which I feel like we all kind of knew. Of course it was all scripted. But, I mean, it was, like, the only bit that they did. It was the only time that, like – and, I mean, also, you know I love a wild card. They had to bleep out, like, <laughs> half of anything Andra Day and Glenn Close are saying. So that's fun. Yeah. I did, like – because, I mean, it was obviously scripted, like, the gen- the Glenn Close part. But I did laugh because I'm like, if, if I can assume the Glenn Close part is scripted, then I have to assume the Andra Day part is scripted. And, I mean, she's just there being, like – the fucking Oscars, they fucked up a million times over, don't they? <laughs> like, and I'm like, you guys planned on this. <laughs> She's not wrong, yeah. but <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it was just such a weird ending. Yeah. I was like, I was watching the like nightly news for probably about like 15, 20 minutes still just like trying to wrap my head around what happened. It was like it was just not a satisfying ending. Like the in memoriam was so fast, so fast. Uh, I saw a tweet and it was like, "Who all thinks that there was like a fast version of this and a slow version of it?" And they picked the fast one because people wanted to wrap up their speeches. And I was like, "Yep, here's, that's what felt here's like to me." Here's the thing I don't get about the in memoriam: how hard is it? Like every single year, there's someone that they missed out on, and I just don't understand how hard that could be. Like where you miss a Jessica Walters or an Adam Scherzlinger. Like, come on, how hard? Well, at least <laughs> Adam Scherzlinger, he isn't was an Oscar winner or nominee? At least like, nominee. The very fucking least, comb through the Excel spreadsheet that you have yeah. that has all the winners and nominees and then see if anyone <laughs> should be honored in the in memoriam. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... <sighs> I thought Questlove was fun. I thought he had some fun Questlove musical was fun. choices. Yeah, he made uh, me like be like, oh, maybe I don't. We maybe we don't need an orchestra moving forward. I thought that was just nice. It seemed like if we want to make it, if we want to make some things like more low key and fun, like that was good. And he definitely filled in in some spots where I think like a host would have jumped in. Like he did have the last word after Joaquin, technically, and. Um, I liked having him there as a, a bastion of some, some uh, just some stability. Yeah, but, <laughs> but don't forget, he also got to like promote his new he movie. He did. He did. Well, so and did Lin Manuel like, Miranda in, in, in the Heights. <laughs> okay. Well, you know how I feel about that. In the Heights. But I was just like, this 
this feels so cheap that he's like, I love movies. Speaking of, yeah. like, I'm so happy to be here at the Oscars. I love movies. Speaking of, I have a new movie coming out this summer and yeah. roll the tape. I just, just like, would have been happy late with night. a montage. <laughs> yeah, that's they did montages for like the weirdest things. Yeah, because it's not like they avoided them all together. No. It was like, but there's they no just didn't like have any like profound things to say yeah. about the animated stuff to have like a fucking Reese Witherspoon type person come up and be like, oh, and then this movie made me feel this. Way. I'm like, I don't care about your feelings. <laughs> I like don't like. I think Laura Dern is a perfectly nice person, right. but I'm like, if. If Laura Dern was saying these things to me, I would just be like, bull fucking shit. You do not believe this. It just very much it just very much felt like like them all like we were doing this for us. And I'm like, what about me? (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Because I, I think like three or four years ago they did like a ninety years of the Oscars and like it was just like it just had a bunch of like clips of Oscary movies and I was just like that's what I like that's what I want to see <laughs> yes hundred percent anyway I as well so um, we haven't talked about fashion you want to end on fashion mm, sure uh, Carrie Mulligan Carrie Mulligan I mean loved it loved L- lots it. of cutouts yeah in the gowns yeah. Um, Zendaya. Lots of gold. Lots of gold. Andre Day looked stunning. Her abs were like, woo, on fire. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. in the gold also. I mean, Regina King. Hello. I love that her dress like matched like the drapes in the back. Um, Like there were a lot of tweets afterward (laughs) where like people were taking Regina King knows how to wear a gown with structure more than most people. Yeah. She's like Same with Renee. More insane the Renee's angles. really Yeah. There's a lot of architecture stuff out with Renee. But no, yeah. I was just like looking at Regina like, God, look at her waist. She's beautiful. Look at her boobs. I was looking at her boobs. Same with Amanda Seyfried. I didn't love her dress. Um speaking mm-hmm. of dressing with a lot of structure. Uh, I thought that the the deep V was a bit too deep. Uh mm-hmm. and it kind of like misbalanced the top and bottom mm-hmm. um but that's just me in my own eye and not coming from any education anywhere yep. uh zendaya looked really good yep. i heard i saw that she was one of the few who wore her mask the entire ceremony except for when she was speaking mm-hmm. uh same with Frances mcdormand they would like cut to her and she had her mask on yeah. her hair is all disheveled and it's like <laughs> she just doesn't want to be there yeah or maybe she does, but she's like, I'm not putting on fucking Spanx and sitting in a hair and makeup chair for hours. Like, you're going to get what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, also, she's won three Oscars for Best Actress. Yeah. So. She's like, mm, I don't need you she's guys. That. Um, who else did we like as far as Coleman Domingo, the pink, pink suit, pink Versace Oh, yes, suit. yes. Um, I was going to say uh, Lakeith Stanfield was wearing like oh, looking like very Saturday 70s. Night Fever. <laughs> yes. Um, Maria Bakalova, she was wearing Louis Vuitton. I thought she looked very pretty. We were also like, yeah. who's that guy sitting next to I, her? I looked he's up. He's cutie. he's her agent. Yeah. Also, the hot. agent to Sebastian Stan. Oh right, I think hot Zac Efron. My God, hot. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> you know, um, I'm trying. I'm sure I'm forgetting people, but yeah, 
I will Is say I really enjoyed Lil Rel Halloway because we were watching the ABC beforehand and he did the one goof. Uh, I thought he was really good too. He he was keeping things entertaining. Mm. And there was a time yeah. I can't remember who he was interviewing, but it was like they came back live from a commercial break, and he didn't realize they were coming back live, and he was just talking to I think it was Chloe Zhao, and he was just talking to her, and he goes, "It's just crazy to be around people." <laughs> like he does not know he's on the air again, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, we're back," but I was like, "It really is." <laughs> I thought it was cute to see him and um, Daniel Daniel Kaluuya. I know. They're boys. They did it in the pregame or the pre-show too, which was funny. Um, you know what I don't understand? What? Like Margot Robbie attended. Yes, she looked really good. She That's has amazing. bangs now. She's wearing Chanel, yeah. um, but she didn't do anything. Yeah. I like, why did some celebrities and like where did they sit? Like. Oh, well, I thought I mean, the she, women. She of... was the producer for Promising Young Woman, so that's why she was there. They might have just not had her present anything. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the ladies of Minari looked really pretty. Yes. Um, Alan Kim. We haven't talked I, about I, our, our favorite in his little <gasps> shorts and socks. <laughs> oh my God. Did you see him do a cartwheel when he was doing an interview? So I was like, and I heard you could do a cartwheel, and she did one. Or he did one, and I love it. <laughs> Angela Bassett looked good, but she always looks Angela good. Bassett, so ageless. Motherfucker. She's like 62. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, Riz Ahmed looked really handsome. Right, right. But also, I can never tell if like Riz Ahmed is like looking particularly good or if I'm just horny as always. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the latter. Um, oh, and then I thought her outfit was cool. Oh, yeah. It's very like um, Prince inspired, I feel like. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, especially that color, that purple color is yeah. very Prince-like. Yeah. Um, but Fun. even like the detailing looks so interesting and her hair and makeup looked bomb. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, that was one of the yeah, performances that I was really digging beforehand. I like went and listened to that on Spotify after the fact. Yeah, I, I think I should probably look up her performance yeah. uh, so I can see it's it myself. It's good. All the performances. Who is your were best good. dressed? Um, Carrie. Mine was Carrie Mulligan, I, I think. I loved the Carrie. Sorry. It's basic of me. Also, Marcus Mumford. When did he get okay, hot? He looked good. We're not talking about a Mumford on this podcast. Uh, we it's are over husband. an hour, and I simply will not abide any Mumford talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, he showed up on the, they showed up on the red carpet, and I was like, who is that? Oh. And you're like, oh, right, a Mumford. Mm. <laughs> I'm seeing Mumford and Sons in concert, like, twice, and never been like, oh, one of the Mumfords or the Sons is hot. And Are there any Sons now or I'm is like, it all Mumfords? Mm. <laughs> like, mm. no idea. <laughs> no idea. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, I was just kind of like a little underwhelmed. Not so much with the winners. I just think they really boffed it. Um, and, I mean, Francis was not going to be my choice. Anthony, I begrudge him nothing, but he was also not my choice. So it's just a weird one. What a weird year. Yeah, I just, I miss the star power, like the star representation. I mean, it, it, it made me, so like, remember last like, year with, even, like, with the Brad and Leo of it all? Like, even just a little bit of that. LDC. Really giving us a little something-something. Yeah, well, and it's, like, even just because my screen currently is showing a clip of two distant strangers, but it's like under normal circumstances, like Joey Badass would have been there right. too. And then we would have been able to see like what he was wearing right. and like that would have been fun. Right. Or like we would have gotten a little I don't even think I don't know if Oscar Isaac was there. No, Maybe he's filming something. I, I don't know. 
Um, but so, yeah, I mean, I think that I just kind of missed, like you were saying, like the, the showmanship that is the yeah. Oscars. I want them to just go big. Like, hell yeah, it's Hollywood's biggest. Night. I just want, Let's that's why it. I want In the Heights or West Side Story to just be like a hit. Oh my God. Because I want a dance number, motherfucker. Let's make this the Tonys. Oh. <laughs> I was saying, we'll have Hugh Jackman host it. Um, when he hosted the year that, or like the, you know, Slumdog Millionaire, uh, the reader year, like that's a great opener. So yeah, I'd take it. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be interesting to see who wins director next year if it'll go to St- spielberg i'm I, like this is so funny i'm already like even if like as someone who was a stage manager for west side story and <laughs> i just now think that it's not that hard to direct your cards. <laughs> i'm like uh steve and i did it so i don't know if that's worthy <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but you didn't have to work with an Ansel Elgort. No. I think that's part of why I'm like really you didn't have not to work with an Ansel Elgort. I had to work with a Fred Weisenbaker. How do you think that went? <laughs> Some shitty 17 year old wow. from my high school. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> what if someone knows him? <laughs> I'm sorry. But <laughs> All right. And on that note. On that note. <laughs> well, Meg been good talking to you again great everything's great (laughs) all right i'll talk to you later okay bye-bye to follow us on social media follow us at on the underscore download on twitter and at on the download podcast on instagram you can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com